Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And I just had a sip of my beverage, if you're wondering why that was a weird delay. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't okay, think it was I, at all. And I, I usually was, cut those delays out. <laughs> I was I was gulping when I said that, and I don't I didn't know how it sounded. But if it yeah, but if yeah. it sounded smooth, then that's what I'll pretend it was. Sure. Uh, we're uh, celebrating today, Kenton. We have another approved vaccine in Canada for the COVID-19 oh. uh, virus. So that's always good news. So it's one more vaccine that won't be delivered here. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, which one was it? <laughs> it was the uh, um, oh, AstraZeneca, uh, something or other. It's not, it's not Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson is like the magical one-shot that's vaccine. The one. that, that's the one everybody wants. But this yeah. is another, and, and this one is only 62% effective. So I don't know how great what? that is either. That's what I said on the news today. But I told that to my class this morning. It was funny. I told that to my class. And, when I, and this is just an inside joke for the Manitobans listening. Um, I told it to my class and my, one student says, was it the one that Brian Pallister bought? And I uh, said, nope, <laughs> that one's not going to be approved for years. That's the, that was yeah, way out. Yeah, so we should say he bought uh, into... Um, I don't know, something in Alberta. It was some... Um... But but I guess it would have been made here. It's the real... Right. like They would have produced it here in Manitoba. So he's like, made in Manitoba. I'm like, I don't care where it's made. Just give me the freaking shot. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah, and you're right. It's never... It will never be made. Uh, it'll be... It, it'll be made... <laughs> like in 10 years when there's a new COVID and then they're going to take another 10 years to make the vaccine for that probably. And here in Canada, we are, we're, uh, the New York times wrote an article last week that said that we are, um, Canada is woefully behind in terms of, uh, yeah. Rolling out the thing. And especially it's, since uh, Biden yeah. took over down South and then the, yeah. the U S is really ramping that up. So they're yeah. doing a great job down there and we are struggling here, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm hoping that by the time November rolls around, I might get a vaccine. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of like, that's what the timeline's looking like for me right now. So, hey, yeah. that means I only have a few more months to go without, I, I plan to never get this thing. That's my plan to never, ever get COVID. <laughs> well, at, at first I, I probably ate in restaurants more when people were afraid to, because there was nobody there. And I was yeah, kind of like, great. yes. And I was like, this is like, this is the life. It was perfect. And now I'm more scared than ever because now you got, now everybody's kind of just sick of this. So they're all going out. And, Not uh, only that, we have we yeah. have the stupid rule in restaurants now where you have to be going out with somebody who lives in your house. That's yes. the rule, and they're checking IDs. Did you hear this at uh, at uh, Brazen Hall or something? They checked IDs. Really? And what? Yeah, and one guy had a different address than the other person, even though they did live in the same house. That was like a different address on the guy's license, so they wouldn't let them eat together. They had, they had to go sit at separate tables, something like that. On the plus <laughs> side, they are serving alcohol to people under fourteen, so that's good. <laughs> They're not checking that ID. Yes, that's right. And anyway, but one of one of the and since we're on the topic, one of the things that I'm still not used to is ordering, and I'm going to do it this evening from the. I'm going to order a dinner from the Grove, and I'm still not used to the idea that you put in the order and then you go and you pick up beer with the order. Oh, is that what happens? Yes, you you oh. get you. It's beer takeout service, basically. Nice. And wouldn't that have been like? Would that have been illegal? Be probably would have been. I don't know. Could could you oh, maybe? Buy, I don't think you could just walk into the Grove and say, "Could you sell me a closed container of alcohol?" And they'd let you leave. 
don't think so. No, but I think maybe they had altered it so that if they're delivering it to a house, it's okay. Um, oh, yeah. In other, in other provinces, they had something called off-sales. Uh, yeah. I remember when I lived in Alberta, that was something they did. So you could go to a bar or a restaurant and buy like a six pack and, and go home with it. Um, but it was like more expensive than buying it at uh, the liquor store or the beer store. Yeah. So anyway, that's, no, that's, I should try that. I've never done that. I've done that yet. Order some <laughs> beer along with my food. That'd be awesome. No. And it is, it's pretty good. I had, um, and they're only, and here, uh, I think it was Oak something cider. Mm. And it's like, a, it's there, it, there's alcohol in it, but it's a lower content than most Canadian beer. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is not, this is going to be like watered down beer. And I drank it and it tasted like the elixir of the gods. It was so good. Oh. I was like, <laughs> like, it's so good that, um, that I'm going to do this more often. I'm going to order more, um, more takeout drinks from, um, from restaurants. Well, like Cardi and, B says, eat local, right? That's the, that's the thing we want to do. And, and uh, Wayne and Garth, they that's all, right. <laughs> all three of them agree. What are the odds? And eat Captain local. Picard and yeah, uh, Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all on board. Excellent. Now I just want them to come eat local here in Winnipeg and then I can have dinner with them. It'd be (laughs) awesome. All right, let's get into some nerd news. Nerd news. Stream the best stand-up comedy 24-7 from anywhere for free. Download the iHeartRadio Canada app and laugh along to Winnipeg's all-new funny 1290 AM. Hey, it's Whitney Cummings. What is the point of thong underwear? The point of thong underwear is so that we don't have panty lines. For what? Do you think in the history of time, any guy was ever standing around like at a nightclub bar with his buddy and was like, this is my buddy, by the way. Um, <laughs> it was like, hey, dude, dude, check out that girl. She's so hot. Oh, my God, she's so hot. She's so sexy. I've got to talk to her. All right, I'm going to go talk to her. I'll be right back. <laughs> dude, dude. What are those lines? <laughs> oh my God, never mind. That's disgusting. So, this is a couple weeks old, but I do want to talk about it. We've actually had a special request to discuss this topic on the podcast. And that is the, uh, the first of all, the, the flip of a station here in Winnipeg, TSN 1290, which was, of course, a sports talk station, radio station. And uh, a couple weeks ago, on February uh, 9th or 10th, I believe, they uh, shut that station down and fired everybody <laughs> which is not unfortunately not uncommon in the radio industry it's it's, it's a very old school thing to do when I, we talked about it in class <laughs> i the students it's, it's difficult for me when this happens because i'm a radio instructor yeah. and i'm telling my students about how awesome it is to work in radio and then this happens and an entire station gets laid off and the worst part about it is that they weren't told a lot of them were not told that it was coming so it was a, it was a surprise many of them didn't many of those people found out through social media like when everybody else did and that's a horrible way to find out that you've been fired i was gonna so, Say, they, I was going to say they probably found out when they were listening to other radio stations. <laughs> well, what happened? So they did. They uh, they finished up the morning show that day, and then they played Green Day's "Good Riddance," uh, <laughs> which is hilarious what? because. <laughs> but here's like the, the thing: like the, the, the Seinfeld called, Seinfeld yes, finale. <laughs> yes. But the song is called Good Riddance, but the, the song is nice. It's a nice, like, we had the time of our lives. Like, it's, hey, we had a great time. Uh, that's what that was. So then they went, and then they just played, like, generic music for days. Like, they, it would, and it wasn't even a specific category. It's all kinds of different music, country, rock, uh, jazz, all kinds of stuff. And then they, they rebranded the station. They flipped formats, as we say in the industry, to, uh, what's it called now? Uh, Laughs of Plenty 63 or something. <laughs> TSN or it's not TSN anymore. It's uh, tw- comedy twelve ninety. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Is it? Let me see here. Funny twelve ninety. Funny twelve ninety. What could be what could be less funny than funny twelve ninety? Oh man, that's so, uh, oh god. Yeah, but what, and I know you have. You said you haven't listened to it yet, have you? No, no, no. I mean, hey, I'm the I was the comedy writing instructor when we right. had comedy writing. You, yeah, and I just think it's ridiculous that you would lay off an entire staff and then send in the tap dancing clowns to make <laughs> cheer everybody up. I just think. There's a, there's just something so off base about this that um I but I love comedy but I but there's just something so off base in the rollout of this that I just can't I can't participate in this. <laughs> okay, well I I have listened listen? to it. Uh, oh. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. Well, I have to listen to everything. Yeah. Right? I have to I have to be aware of what's happening in the radio landscape and what I thought. Well, now, first of all, I'm not surprised at the flip that I'm not surprised at 1290 T- or TSN failed that they they changed that station. Um, and it happened in actually a couple different markets. I think Hamilton and Calgary also. Shut down their TSN stations. Uh, that station never did do very well in the ratings. Um, mm-hmm. It was always at a two or three, and even with they even had the Winnipeg Jets broadcast, but even with that, they didn't do too well. And I think that maybe speaks to the fact that more people would rather watch hockey than listen to it. Um, certainly, you would you would uh, like the only time I would ever listen to a game on TSN 1290 is like when I was driving around during a game. That was the only time. Otherwise, uh, I would never listen to that station. Now, apparently, it had a very dedicated audience. I I saw a lot of people upset about the shutdown of the station, not just about the layoffs and that kind of stuff, but that they don't have a sports talk station anymore. So apparently that's a, that's an issue that people really did enjoy. Um, but I'm not sure how a comedy station fills that gap. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, by definition, radio is something that you want to listen to for a purpose and in the time and place um, uh, when you're ready to take it in. And um comedy is a weird thing where it's normally a after 10 o'clock <laughs> kind of at night time i do yes, i do agree yes. with that it is a bit of a nighttime thing when i was a kid and i don't remember which station this was on but when i was a kid i used to listen to the radio and listen yeah. to a, com- a one hour comedy special that was on some radio station Me i don't too. remember which one I, and it was I, just an I, hour yeah. of, of different and it was like here is and then of course back then it was stuff like bill cosby oh. and uh and you know while well, i mean you know at the time i like to listen to it while doing. i was going to sleep <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Yeah, um, hey, that's just the kind of humor you'll hear on Funny 1290. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Phil Cosby. Oh no. Um, but it was an it was only an hour and it was a bunch of different comics. And it was it, I don't remember that there was any particular theme to it or anything. It was just every week they would kind of collect a bunch of of bits from comedians and play it. And that seems to be what this station is. It is yeah. a bunch of like maybe and and i think they're they're treating them like songs like these are two or three minutes long these comedy bits from various comedians all types and they basically say the name of the comedian at the beginning and at the end so we know who it is but it'll be bill burr and it'll play three minutes of bill burr some bit with bill burr of course it has to be clean oh my god i never thought of that i've not i've not heard any bleeps yet i haven't listened too much but you got to think a good chunk of comedy is is blue right there's a good amount of comedians out there who use swears on a regular basis um so i don't know how they're addressing that that's that's interesting it all it all seems to be just a bunch of there doesn't seem to be any theme to it doesn't seem to be any organization it's just like here's george here's george carlin here's tom so-and-so i don't know tom Segura. i don't know but uh that's that's kind of what it is it's just a series of comedy bits and then there's ads and i don't know that there's any local 
content at all. I don't know. I can't hear. There's no morning show from what I can discuss. It's just a bunch of comedy bits over and over again. That's bizarre. Uh, Isn't it weird? I mean, I want that. Like, it's very rare that they roll out a station without having some model to go by from some other market. So my guess is there's something like that, some other place that they're modeling this on. They save money on staff salaries. And what's the royalty structure like for comedy bits? I don't, I don't know. Even, like, like I, don't, I don't think this goes through SoCan. I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that's either. Uh, um, yeah, but my guess is that somebody crunched the numbers and figured out that this is a cheap, a cheap way to launch something that doesn't exist uh, anywhere in this market, I guess, is what they're trying yeah, to do. And, and the fact that they don't have to have any staff there is a bonus. I mean, I'm sure there's like a program director or somebody or somebody who's programming the station, yeah. but it doesn't seem to have any on-air personalities, which is the first time. I, I mean, are they even allowed to do it? I'm not sure of the CRTC rules. I should have looked them up. I actually did try to look them up, but I couldn't. It's just the CRTC website is just a so much stuff there yeah. i couldn't find the right stuff about it but i'd be curious to know is whether or not they're allowed to do that or do they have it seems to me that stations have to have some sort of local content don't they that's a i mean radio is a local medium uh that's what they so say that's that's yeah so that's what we would are used to hearing um i don't whether that's regulated i think canadian content's regulated but maybe not local content because I, I know for television stations, a certain amount of their programming has to be local. It's either new, usually it's news because that's yeah. where the, the advertising dollars are. But morning shows as well. That's why every station has a morning show. Yeah. Those do horrible in the ratings. Nobody watches TV morning shows in this town. <laughs> but they have to have them. The CRTC mandates that they have to have that kind of content. And that's fine. But I, I just wonder if that's the same for radio or not. It's weird. It's just a weird situation. Yeah. It, I, and, uh, and CRTC is uh, definitely very specific to Canada. And every Canadian knows it exists and it has to do with Canadian content, but all of the little ins and outs and, and uh, all the little disclaimers and things that change, like um, showing us the Super Bowl ads and then pulling the rug out from under us and not showing them to us anymore. Um, like all of that stuff goes through that office. And um, most Canadians just go, just shrug and go, it's just more of that, whatever it is. Like yeah. no, nobody actually, exactly. it's very hard to get answers to I mean, I guess you can, you could tweet the CRTC and ask them because I, I have okay. seen them lately. They have been responding to tweets and my favorite tweet is the one right before the Super Bowl where somebody's like, why can't I see the GD ads on the GD Super Bowl on GD Sunday? And they go, thanks for asking. Well, blah, blah, blah. And they like, give, they give the little spiel, same spiel every year. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on this and see how it comes out. I'm going to continue to listen to it every once in a while just to see if it's changed or, and if it does, I'll, I'll come with an update to the podcast, but uh, I just, I don't know. I don't see it paying off. I was hoping what I was really hoping for honestly was that they would flip TSN 1290 to a news station. Um, uh, that, that station is owned by, or that building rather is run by Bell Media and Bell Media does have news talk stations in other markets in Toronto, yeah. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. They have a brand of talk radio stations, much the same way as Chorus Entertainment has CGOB and those yeah. type of stations. Uh, talk radio does very well in this city. I, th I think probably the reason is that they didn't want to compete with CGOB or CBC radio. Those are the two number one stations in the city. So I feel like that's probably the reason they didn't want to get into it. Plus, I mean, you have to hire people. News talk is the most expensive format to run you have to have reporters yeah. you have to have news people you have to have sports people like it's all there's there's probably they would end up with more employees under the news talk format than they would under a sports format i was gonna so say 
I had a cynical joke to make there, Dan. I was going to say, well, all you really need is a subscription to the newspaper. And then, then you just get one person to read the newspaper on the air. That's, that's, pretty well, that's an old school joke. That is like going back, right? That's, that's what, what people used to think it was. No, it was that uh, when I, well, it, was, it, no, it was that you're right. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. When I interned I, at a, at a station and that's all I'm going to say, I went in on a Saturday after and I was there during the week, the station was a newsroom. I was a real legitimate newsroom. And, and I and everybody who worked there would go out and get clips. And then they asked me to work on a Saturday. I'm like, fine. I went out on a Saturday and the guy handed me the newspaper and said, here, write the news. And I was like, well, anything in particular? He's like, knock yourself up. It doesn't matter on a Saturday. On a, yeah, Saturday right. on a Saturday, the news is what I read into this mic. And it can be <laughs> anything. Do you feel a little uh, entertainment-y today? Then make it that. It doesn't hey, matter. I I take a chance. Every time a chance I get, I talk about Star Wars on the news when I do it for C. Oh, Jogi. that's good. Uh, every time there's a Star Wars related story, I include it. Every time there's something related to like any of my fandoms, I include it. What the hell? I don't care. That's great. <laughs> now that's news. That now that's exactly. some news. Finally, exactly. Finally, right. some good news. Oh, so uh, did we? So did we talk out this? What what of the people who are laid off? Let's talk about them. Just oh for a man, second. That's like a where tough, did they go? I don't think, you know, it's, it's tough to say. Like, I'm hoping that, uh, well, I know, I do know that one particular group of them, um, our old friend Ezra, who uh, mm. who was hosting a show called the Illegal Curve Radio Show. It was a hockey show. Um, and that goes back, like, Ezra was in Crecon with me. So this goes back to 2007, I think, um, where he, I remember one of the first things he said to me was like, do you want to write for my website? And it was this hockey <laughs> website they started called Illegal Curve. And then apparently he'd invited me out of turn because I didn't get to write for the website because his other friend who ran it wouldn't let me. But <laughs> uh, but they did parlay that into a successful radio show, a podcast. Uh, they got to go out to like, they got to travel to New York to cover the NHL draft at times. They got to do all kinds of cool stuff as part of that. And they have continued that podcast. So they, they haven't missed a beat. They've gone right back on to a podcast. You can get it online, the Illegal Curve podcast show. And by the way, um, they've had great success in getting a ton of other Jets reporters on that show because that's basically what those shows are. It's just a bunch yeah. of analysts talking to each other. So that's what they've done. So every every reporter for every other outlet came on that show last week or the week before. And, you know, they're all being very supportive of those people. So that's good. But I don't think, uh, as, as far as the other people go, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the morning show people or any of that stuff. Troy Westwood, I don't know what he's doing now. So we'll have to wait and see. Wow. Yeah, that's it's so unfortunate. And there have been, there's sort of been a recent wave of all of those, um, of all of those media closures. Yeah, there's been some layoffs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's, it's an unfortunate part of the business, but it does, does happen. And that it also, uh, that extended to Jay and Dan, the Jay and Dan. Yeah. Show, uh, Dan O'Toole. Yes. Yeah. The, to the toast of, uh, Peterborough, Ontario. Yes. And for a time I actually worked, I think two days with Jay at pulse news or whatever that used to be. Called. Oh yeah. Uh, like two days or something when that guy was in there and uh, maybe I was on my internship. I don't remember. I just remember seeing him and thinking, uh, thinking uh, he's a funny guy. Yeah. And, um, and then he sort of had a Letterman-esque, uh, super Letterman-esque delivery. And then they got, they went to the U.S. Um, they didn't get their contract renewed. So they came back to Canada and then they separated the partners in the layoffs. That would be like taking the media nerds and, uh, and, and saying, well, Dan, from now on, you're going to be a media nerd by yourself, but we're still going to call it media nerds. And you're just never going to talk about that other guy again. Well, they, they, they now call it uh sports center with Jay Henry, I think is what they call yeah. it. Um, and it is just him. 
Um, but that is, uh, it really is a shame because those two really made a name for themselves as a partner, as partners, and really created a great brand. And they were good when they were in the states. They were yeah. good. Yeah, they were I, good. I, 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 that was really like they're on Fox Sports One, and it was a uh, you know they they have their kind of trademark comedy the way they do their their highlights, and also, they did a great job. And that's unfortunate that they that they decided to break up those two. Um, probably, I'm sure it was like salary issue or something like that. They just had like two oh, big salaries sure. there. Yeah, but it's so. yeah, that's that's just it. I mean, that's what all of this stuff comes down to. It's cutting costs and then um, cutting costs for staff and then cutting costs for programming. That's really yeah. what it's all about. And I think that's that's why we have funny 1290. What could be more funny than laying off an entire <laughs> group of people and replacing it with canned stand-up comedy? Yeah, <laughs> Nothing's yeah, funnier right. than that in my book. No. I'd be interested to see if they actually get into once we get back to normal and there's shows at uh, at rumors and stuff. I wonder if they're going to work out like a partnership or a sponsorship. That would be cool. I mean, it would be great if they played local comics. I would love for them to play local comics on that station, but I don't know that they've been doing that or that they will do that. Uh, so uh, maybe that's how they do it. I was actually thinking about that. Uh, rumors has been doing its own um, Zoom shows. I saw oh, okay. one. I saw one for fourteen dollars the other day. Um, so that you know they're not asking very much. But I'm looking forward to when rumors can open again. What what are you thinking about that? Like maybe this within the year, I hope. Yeah, uh, uh, all depends on the vaccine. Yeah, I guess <laughs> all it depends does. on when we get the vaccine. But I mean, so, uh, yeah, like, and not to mention CBC Comedy Fest, mm -hmm. and um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I guess there there are things in town that would compete with uh, the funny radio station, or that could. Now that I, well, think I, I think there's, I think of it more as an opportunity to partner and to showcase yeah. local talent. Like if they were smart about it, that's what they would do. But I don't know that they're going to be smart about it. This does seem to be a, just a kind of cheap way to create content. That that's what it off the just on its surface. That's what it seems to me yeah. to be. So what were the ads that you heard on there? Did you hear uh, just yeah? But it was only like a couple of days later, so it wasn't anything. It was like probably existing ads. I will say that the vasectomy ad that we all love from TSN 1290 has now made its way over to CGOB because they're following the Jets. The Jets are now on CGOB, so the vasectomy clinic is now advertising on CGOB. So Aww. you got the great, the great vasectomy song all the time. <laughs> I'll put it in. I'll put it in for those who haven't heard it. I'll insert it right here. Yo, Dr. J, what a face in the house with a message for the boys. Yes, to all my homies who are done having babies. You made up your mind. No, we'll see. Or maybe he's got to take care of business. No need to be tripping. Because he don't use needles or scaffolds for the sniffing. In less than 10 minutes, you get on with your day. So do yourself a favor, yo, and see the doctor named Jay. Book your vasectomy today with Dr. Jay Buenafe at Buenafe Clinic. See vasectomymanitoba.ca. Something else I want to talk about that's been in the news the last few weeks, of course, is the Mars uh, rover mission. Uh, last week, we watched, everybody watched uh, with bated breath as they, we didn't see anything. We just saw the control room, uh, basically. We saw a computer-generated model. Did you watch it live or did you watch it later? Uh, I saw it unfold on social media for the most part. Okay. Like People were, po were posting little video snippets. And I think I saw a lot of it. A lot of it was happening live that I saw. But then uh, when I watched the news later, then I saw more there. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah. the news later on is a way to get the highlights and that kind of yeah. stuff. I was watching it live, and they basically, because they, they don't have any cameras, and they it takes 12 minutes for a signal to get back to Earth and 12 minutes to send a signal to Mars, so like 24 minutes for anything to happen. Um, so what they were doing is for that whole landing period, the, all the probe was doing was sending out tones just to let them know that it was still working, and then it did everything on its own, and it did uh, proceed to land the rover on Mars. It was very exciting. I love this stuff. I'm a big nerd for space stuff. Absolutely, I love it space stuff and what i noticed about this, this is why i want to talk about this uh because there's a couple of examples but during this broadcast it started around i think the space probe uh, the the probe landed around three o'clock ish in the afternoon our time and the special started it was a live youtube stream but i'm sure they had it on their nasa tv channel as well um it was like basically a bunch of interviews about the mission they showed like the mock-up of the probe and what it looked like and what the rover looked like and took us through all the different elements and this is over the course of two hours and then they had a guy as they started getting close and closer to the to the touchdown they were like cutting into the control room and and then letting us listen to what they were saying and that kind of stuff and but there was a guy there whose job it was to kind of fill the silence and he was supposed to provide commentary and and just tell us what's going on for those of us who don't understand and the funny part about it is while he's like he's he's shutting up while they're talking so he's like letting them speak which is fine but then as the probe they're saying stuff like parachute deployment you, you hear him go yes or they're saying touchdown he's like yes like he's just in the background his mic's still live and he's like oh yes he's all he's a very ah. excited about the whole thing sounds <laughs> like marv albert yes <laughs> not, not what he had in mind <laughs> oh man but i just I, it's so uh refreshing to see that level of of like honestness yeah. and excitement and honesty yeah. yeah and that's what that you get that from all these people and that has continued on these last few weeks every time they release some kind of information or news about that mars lander and what they're doing i mean they've got great high definition photos coming from mars they've got video they recorded sound i heard that record, yeah. i mean it, it doesn't sound like much but it is like the first recorded sound from mars it's just a just a wind gust that's all it is it's, um yeah, it's weird it's a it's a very odd sound it's a disconcerting sound i invite you now to if you would like to close your eyes and just imagine yourself sitting on the surface of Mars and listening to, to the surroundings. Uh, if I could have the first one, please. If you got off the rover and heard that, I'd get back on. <laughs> like it, 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 it sounds like something's coming to kill you well there was two but there was two versions there was one that yeah. basically had the hum of the rover in the background yeah which is like, like okay that am I, I they didn't even tell us that though they just played it and then i'm like what's that sound what is there a machine and then the guy's like oh that that sound was the rover i'm like oh okay oh. Uh, but uh but wow. then they, they, they they removed that part of it and they could just hear the rest of it and uh, it did sound uh quite ominous i, I could use you could use it as the soundtrack for a scary movie um, but I, I'm just so excited about all these different things. And again, these people are so like, and they're, they're the way they phrase it, uh, is about like, you know, you tell that they spent their entire careers defending what they do as far as like, we shoot things into outer space. It's not really practical for any, like, you know, a lot of people are opposed to it because of the cost of it, but they, they spend their entire lives defending it because they love it. And I, I love that about them. Yeah. That, I mean, I, th this is funny because I, I, the day before I sort of knew this was all going down, I sort of thought to myself, I don't care. Was what I thought. I was like, ah, here you go. Another Rover. I'm, Hey, I'm still at home because of COVID. What do I care? <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah. So, so like maybe I was jealous of the Rover being able to take a vacation.
but uh, but um when it when I actually saw the images, it was a different. It was it was pretty stunning. Like it was it's, it was kind of like no I, for some reason, I don't know. We I think maybe we just got used to seeing like um like grainy images and stuff, and so it's, it's and but when you suddenly see something that looks the way that we saw it. It suddenly um, gets seems more real somehow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Did you hear about the fake fake images that were put out there? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but what did you somebody, see? Any? Well, I did see some. Yeah, so somebody went and took photos. So there's a place in the U.S. in the middle of where it is in the desert somewhere that looks a lot like Mars. And so that's where they go shoot movies like The Martian was shot there, right? Because they have these big landscapes and it looks like an alien planet and they just color. I don't think it's actually red the way Mars is, but I think they just color corrected after the fact. And so this person went there and took photos and then pretended that they were from Mars and people believed it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, so that's um, that, that was funny. And then, then, then the NASA quickly said, no, that's not really photos of Mars. So that was shut down. But yeah, it's just interesting how people are kind of, um, some people are excited. Some people don't care. I think it's a, a great idea. I love space exploration. My only issue is that they've sent this thing up there and it's now driving around the surface of Mars. And part of what it's doing is it's drilling. Like it's, it's actual mission is to look for signs of life on Mars, right? Which is why they landed it in an old lake bed, I guess, is where it is. But his job is basically to drill down into the into the ground, take up samples of rock, and just leave it. Like they're just he's just that thing's just pooping out samples of, of rock behind it. And then the the uh, the goal the thing is they're gonna go back later and pick them up later. So that seems what? like a weird. That's what the that's what the mission is. So he's going around, he's cattling samples, and then they're gonna go back later and pick up those samples year, years from now. Apparently, years from now they're going to go I, back. Well, I guess. When, when are they sample. going back up to Mars? Right. What happens they're if not... the wind blows them away? That loud wind. It's going to get. It'll get buried. I mean, maybe they've got little GPS trackers on them, um, because I'm sure they're going to get buried with sand and stuff as well, yeah. right? So, anyway, but, that's well, why it. Why would you so just I... go go up there with a shovel? <laughs> How do you? Oh, it's a good thing he collected these samples 50 years ago. But but guys, this time I brought a shovel. What do you say? Should I just dig, or should I take these samples that were done? That were done. And so because. I was all hyped up on Mars. I actually watched The Martian this week again. Uh, uh, it's been a while since I saw that movie, and it's actually a pretty good movie. Like I guess yeah, it's a I solid it. film. I liked it. It's yeah. a solid film. I have the book. I, I was disappointed when the when the movie came out because this book is really good. Like this, this is a solid novel. It's written by the the story is Andy Weir who wrote it. It's his. It was his first novel. So and he was not a trained writer or anything. He just wrote it, and he was a, he's a scientist as well. So he came at this with a really uh, good. Uh, foundation of knowledge here but the the character of mark watney the character that that um matt D matt damon plays he swears uh, he swears like a sailor in this book like it's every second word is the f word that's just the character but they couldn't do that for the movie that was the only part of the movie i was disappointed in is they had to find creative ways around that so they have him swearing behind a pane of glass so you can't hear him they uh, they actually blur they actually um when you see the word fuck on the screen they actually just say f blank 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 like they don't show it they're not allowed to because they wanted a pg rating it's just ridiculous they have to go through those links to do that but uh otherwise it's a, uh, it's a phenomenal movie it's really fun yeah i like i really enjoyed that movie for sure i like mars movies in general yeah we should do an episode where we talk about the best and worst mars movies there's some bad ones out there yeah. ghosts of mars with ice cube i think that was a john carpenter movie <laughs> I, I think I saw that film and I, I think I enjoyed it to tell you the truth, but it was a lot, but I don't remember much of it. So I don't, I don't know what that says. There's, um, um, there's, there's, been the, a few, uh, there's been a few. The one with Tim Robbins. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I've read a lot of books about it. I've read there's a whole trilogy. Kim Stanley Robinson wrote a whole trilogy about Mars, about exploration of Mars, and I've read all those. So it's something that I've been, I I know quite a bit about, I guess you could say. I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I still, you know, understand it. And I think they are, the plan is to go to Mars within the decade, right? Within the next 10 years, they're going to be there on foot. So maybe that's who's going to go collect those samples is the astronauts that they actually sent to Mars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a huge deal. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's gonna be it's gonna I be bigger go than up, the moon landing. I wanna go. You wanna go to would Mars? Would you go? I would. Yeah, if I had the money, I would definitely go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, was something it was okay to go or is it uh Well, uh I assume that's the only way I'm gonna get into space. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna send Elon me for Musk. It's gonna be a Musk production <laughs> and you're gonna have to Hey, that, well, right now, I, mean, I, I think I definitely think that's happening. I think in the next ten years we're gonna have space tourism. Yeah. Like Elon, yeah, Elon's gonna have his SpaceX yeah. like but, and, but I think it's just going to be into orbit and that's it. They're not going to take people to Mars. Yeah. Um, but they'll t- definitely send them up into orbit. You get like two seconds of weightlessness and you get to pay, go down back down. And that'll be $200,000 for that trip. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's really, I mean, it's still exciting stuff. I love it. I love to see uh, space exploration, but it is a shame that those people feel like they have to like every single thing. They're like, this is why we're doing this. This is why this is important. They have to explain it to yeah. people because they have so much opposition that they just, it's become a, a part of their communication strategies to explain why what they do is important. Uh, I was hoping that they'd run into those three criminals from Superman. <laughs> they were on the moon. They were around. on the moon. Yeah, they were on the moon, but they had to come from somewhere. Yeah, that's right. I always feel a little bit disappointed when you don't get that, when you don't get the human, the, the life form showing up going, I told you, <laughs> stop sending these here, crunch or whatever. Like, oh, you know. you know what? I forgot. Best book about Mars is Stranger in a Strange Land. That is a phenomenal oh, novel. Oh, really? Robert A. Heinlein. Oh, yeah. That was like one of the first major science fiction novels I read when I was a kid. I was, well, I was a teenager. But it's that's the story. I mean, Heinlein wrote, I mean, books in the 40s and 50s before any of this stuff happened. So in that book, they go to Mars, humans go to Mars and they find the first Mars mission is a failure. And two of the people who are on the mission have a baby together. And then that baby grows up on Mars, raised by Martians. That's the premise of the book. Then they go back there 20 years later. And then this is a man living on Mars by himself. But in this in this world, there are Martians. Like there are actual aliens on Mars, intelligent aliens, and Mars Mars has an atmosphere. And anyway, it was based on what they thought Mars was back in the day. They did think at one time that Mars had an atmosphere and that had you know the canals and all that other stuff. So yeah. there was real at one point there was actually real belief that there were aliens on Mars. Well, that it would be exciting. I, I want there to be aliens on Mars because that would be far more exciting than just you see the landscape and, and you just you almost expect to see something walk by and that would be freaky if it actually happened but it did but it never does happen but but one day maybe it will you never know one day you might see <laughs> general zod might be standing there and he might be pissed he might be angry at oh, that well he's always there. angry he's always mad about something he, he wants uh, you to but, kneel but will he wants it be... you to kneel and kiss his ring <laughs> will it be the uh the original zod or the new zod right what's his name who plays the new oh, one um yeah. michael shannon Michael Shannon, yeah, that's the news. Look at this. We could have built a new Krypton in this squalor, but you chose the humans over us. I exist only to protect Krypton. That is the sole purpose for which I was born. And every action I take, no matter how violent, or how cruel is for the greater good 
of my people. And now, I have no people. My soul, that is what you have taken from me. We got to wrap things up, but before we go, we're going to do, give some recommendations. Uh, I, I suspect you may have watched this already, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. And that is the new Brian Regan special on Netflix. Have you seen it yet? I did. Oh, so good. It's so a good. delight. So good. I, 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 Brian Regan, it's so strange to me. He has, got, he has probably achieved the highest level that a comedian can achieve without having some sort of movie or TV career as well. He, ha- right? he has. Remember that uh, I recommended the show from Amazon Prime called Louder Milk? Yes. He is a regular character on that show. As far oh. as I know, as far as I know, it's his first recurring role. He's great in it. Oh, good. Well, he's got such talent, though. The oh. characters and the facial expressions and the voices, like he really has great talent in that realm. But he just he's just stuck with with stand up comedy for his entire career. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, that's a great special. Um, he he has another special called The Epitome of Hyperbole. And uh, it's on Netflix and um, or it used to be. I'm not sure if it still is. I shouldn't say that because stuff comes and goes. But um, for me, that the first 10 minutes of that special is like maybe the funniest 10 minutes. I can watch it over and over and over. And it's just always just drop dead funny. It's so like and he's clean. It's oh, yeah, it's that's yeah. How, how, you could, uh, hear, you could hear Brian Regan on Funny 1290. You, you probably have. Right. <laughs> oh, did they hire him as a paid no. employee or did they just license his stand up for two cents? <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the other the other interesting thing about the special is that it's been filmed post COVID. Um, yes. It's that it was it was filmed at Red Rocks, which is an outdoor amphitheater. Um, and it, I mean, I, I couldn't really they didn't show a ton of shots of the crowd, but it did look like a fairly full. It like, did. I don't know that they were distancing or anything. They were certainly wearing masks, but I don't know they that, were. They were, that they were distancing or anything no. like that. So I don't know what the rules are. Is that, in, that's in Nevada, right? That, that, uh, I know that's Colorado. That Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what the rules are in Colorado, but it was, I, I thought for sure as, as they started, I'm like, oh, this must be like before COVID. Cause it looked like it was a full crowd. And then the yeah. guy start, first, one of his first jokes is about COVID. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's not. Yeah. So it's it interesting that you're still doing this. That. Cause I don't think I would be in a venue like that. Um, don't worry, we're wearing masks, but everyone's like almost sitting on top of each other. Yeah. They're so close. And you're laughing. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe there was a requirement for the people to get tested before they came or oh, something. That's I don't true. know. That could have been the case, right? So yeah. that would be the only way you could maybe do that safely. But anyway, it's a, it's on Netflix right now. It's hilarious. It's a great, I will, I'll certainly rewatch yeah. it over and over again because oh. he's just hilarious. And it's great to see a new stand-up special from Brian Regan. Oh, he is the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you have for a recommendation this week? Um, I'm going to recommend on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's a um, a mini series. It's I, I don't I can't I think it's five episodes called "It's a Sin," and named after the Pet Shop Boys song. I know what and, this is, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, did you see any of it? Or I just saw an ad for it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So it's about um, a gay nightlife in '80s Britain. And um, so It's a Sin is the Pet Shop Boys song, but the show is full of great synth pop from the 80s. And um, the show is about uh, the beginning of AIDS in Great Britain and, um, and sort of everybody discovering what it's all about. And it sounds horrible and depressing, 
And it sounds like it's going to be like, oh, that's the last thing you want to watch uh, uh, when you're dealing with COVID and everything else. But um, I found it to be like, I really thought, thought it's a masterpiece when I watched it because it really does. You watch that first episode and there's something about it that just, it grabs you right away. It's fun. A lot of it is just, is just like, um, it's just so well shot and the acting is just so, so fantastic. Um, that, that, and sort of, as you watch it slowly unfold, it doesn't, it's not like an exercise in misery. It's like, uh, it just tells a really powerful story and it earns, um, so much of what makes it emotional that I just, it just blew me away. Like it's uh, you, it's the classic five hours that you could watch in one night just because it just goes by like that. So I, I have solid a, goal. A one question. Uh, how is Neil Patrick Harris's English accent? Well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to say Neil Patrick Harris um, um, is not in all the episodes. Let's oh, say okay. that. And okay. um, when he is there, uh, he's really good. He's really okay. good when he is. They certainly there. are playing that up in the advertising. Like he is the big star in that. I don't think anybody else is really that well known. So they are playing out the fact that he's in it quite a bit. There are a couple British actors in there who I was like, I know that person. And then I looked them up on IMDb to see what they'd done. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that or whatever. Yeah. So there, so there, there, there are some recognizable faces, but, uh, but overall just, uh, just, I, you know, it's so hard to talk about without spoiling something. So I don't want to. But uh, I think I saw it recommended in the Globe and Mail, um, and I, I was like, "Oh, it sounds like it could be depressing." But it, but it's well, it's emotional, but it's definitely not. It it definitely needs to be seen. Yeah, and it's. I guess it would be similar to Dallas Buyers Club, which kind of covers that same topic uh, yeah. in the U.S., and which is an amazing film. And I, yeah. I definitely want to watch that one as well if you're if you're interested in this topic because that just so and, and McConaughey gets an Oscar for that one, and Jared Leto I think got an Oscar for that one, so that's a great yeah. one as well. Um, yeah. But it's an important part of history. I think that's good that they're you know it's an important thing that we need to uh, talk about because it's something that still kind of gets people riled up. The whole you know. Um, yeah, uh, gay marriage and all that stuff is still getting yeah. gets people upset. So it's a good. It's, I'll definitely watch it for sure. I just it's, I haven't got around to it yet. So thank you very well, much for that recommendation. I will definitely watch it. And um, I was also going to say that Elton John's um, social media feed. Um, he interviewed the main actor on the show on his social media and said he said something like this: "Show must be watched," kind of thing. And I found it really interesting because it shares something in common with Elton John's movie which is a time when you couldn't, like it was not socially acceptable to say you're a gay person and the lengths to which people would go to kind of make sure that that's kind of something that just, that that's something that's your secret kind of thing. So, so, um, so yeah, like it's, it's, it shows a specific time and place. And it also shows how all the conditions were set so that when people started um, catching the disease that it that it was confusing and people and people didn't believe it they thought once again it was a conspiracy there's things like that that absolutely apply to covid when you watch this as well so it's um you know it's it's of its time but at the same time um it has an application to what we're living with right now very cool all right well, thank you very much that's gonna do it for this episode of the media nerds podcast i'm dan vadabonker I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.